0: Good morning. It's so good to see everybody this morning. Let's stand up and sing together. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel.
1: O Come, O Come, Emmanuel.
0: We're so glad you braved the storm this morning to make it to church and worship with us. We're going to have a wonderful day of worship today. Praise in the name of Jesus. Let's sing together. What child is this?
1: What child is this who lay to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Whom angels greet with anthems sweet, while shepherds watch our keeping? This, this is Christ, the King, who shares?
2: breathe.
0: so much for this day and we thank you for this time to come together to worship you and lord we thank you for the sacrifice that you made by sending your son to to us on earth as a baby and taking the time to set apart from the glorious splendor of heaven to come down here and and just to be dwell with us and just to be with us and to sacrifice himself for us lord we just thank you for that and We want to praise you for that this morning and we want to just lift you up and remember that through this whole season of Christmas. Lord, it's in your name we pray. Amen.
2: so low just the way his life began a healer, a preacher, God's holy lamb a prophet, a teacher, the great From the tree back to heaven, he did it. Joyce was his own.
3: Turn and greet that person near you that you don't know, and children come forward to join us for a few moments of sharing.
0: You look so nice. I like your dress, Natalie. That's pretty. How are y'all this morning? Is everybody doing good? Hey, Allie. I want to talk to you this morning. There are lots and lots of signs and symbols of Christmas time. Have you been driving at nighttime and seen some houses with some lights on them? Yeah, that's a good symbol from Christmas time. Lights are a symbol, and Christmas trees and candles and all kinds of things like stars and stuff are symbols for Christmas. Well, I want to show you something today that you might not know can be a symbol for Christmas. What do you think that is? M&M. It's an M&M. Did you know that an M&M can be a symbol for Christmas? No. Sometimes candy makers make special Christmas candies, and some right now that you can get some cookies too and you can get some M&M's. Santa
4: makes, cookies.
0: Santa makes them. Like bread bread. Right you can get M&M's right now that are red and green and I want to tell you something special about an M&M. I found this little special thing that's called the M&M nativity legend. Are you ready? Thank you. It says as you hold these candies in your hand turn and you will see the M becomes a w good job Natalie and an e and then does that look like an e or three Three. and then it can be a number Three. three good they tell the christmas story it's one i'm sure you know it took place in a stable a long long time ago the e is that an e the e is for the east where the star is shown so bright The M is for the manger, where baby Jesus slept that night. The three is for three wise men, good, bearing gifts. With haste they quickly came. And the W is for worship. An angelic choir sang praises to his name. So as you eat these candies or share them with a friend, remember that the true spirit of Christmas and never let it end. And I've got a little bag for you guys to take with you today, okay? Let's say a prayer. Will you close your eyes? Dear Lord, thank you for Christmas. Help us to see you in every symbol. In your name I pray. Amen.
3: Good morning, Uh, good morning, hi, thank you, I thought there was somebody out there, my, what, oh, okay, it's good, oh, okay, good to see you folks today as we come to this hour of worship. If you uh, have a prayer concern to share uh, with us all today, we invite you to do so by uh, taking a, uh, an index card in a moment from our ushers as they come to um, pass those out. And then if you'll write something down you don't mind me repeating, I will be glad to share your concern uh, with all of us so we can all join in your prayer concern. Uh, it is good to see you here if you are visiting with us. We're delighted to have you here and hope that you'll come back to worship with us on many, many future occasions. Several uh, important announcements to bring to your attention. One is later today um, at our 11 o'clock hour, our Christmas choir, which is made up of our chancel choir plus volunteers, extras, will be presenting the Festival of Lessons and Carols. Um, And we do hope that you can, uh, if you it's going to be bad out there. you got nothing to do today. Hang around and, uh, and take part in that wonderful musical if you can. It will certainly be an inspiration for your holiday season. And uh, speaking of what we hope to be an inspiration, next Saturday night, 7 o'clock, the praise band will be uh, presenting their Christmas concert. So we hope you can be here Saturday night uh, at 7 o'clock for that. Last week in the program that we printed for the children's uh, wonderful play that they did, uh, Zoe and Kinsley Spearman's names were accidentally left off the program and we certainly want to call that uh, your attention to that and um, to thank them for participating as well. Woody Melton the husband of our church secretary uh, is back in the hospital. He gets out and he comes to Uh, the cottages and starts rehab and something happens. Again Thursday of this week it happened again and he had to be rushed back to the hospital. Uh, It really looked bad this time. June and I sat there expecting the worst but instead probably got some very good news. They were able to open up a very significant blockage that feeds several arteries going to the heart and so he may actually be better off today than he was before that last episode. We certainly trust so. Uh, he's at Greenville Hospital and will be returning probably to the cottages later this week if, if that works out for them having an opening. So keep him in your prayers. Also, Craig Wade had surgery. Anybody here from high school from, who went to high school with Craig? I just learned this week his, his, this week his nickname. Somebody said, go check on Bainham. And I said, who? Craig Bainham. Okay, was a football player. Anyway, Bainham's doing better. Uh, probably home by now. Um, please learn the name of a, of a website. Everybody repeat after me. greerchurch.com. You can go there every week and get the bulletin and the newsletter and we're going to be moving toward electronic distribution of our bulletins and newsletters. Uh, Woody's illness gave us an excuse to move in this direction because I don't know how to deal with the post office the way they d- make you divide all the streets up and everything. Um, we've got a lot of your email addresses. If you'd like to write down your email address on the paper as it's passed around, the, the sign-in sheets, uh, that'll help us, um, or if you want to give your email address to me, um, we'll put you on the push list to to send that down. Also, on the website, you can you can leave us your email address so that you won't be left out on the news um, of what's going on in the church. Our Christmas Eve service is on Christmas Eve. Beginning at 5 o'clock and running until 7 it's been about 10 years since you had a service like this, uh, but everyone said they enjoyed it so much, when at your convenient time, you come by the sanctuary, spend a few moments in meditation, and then come as a group with your family to receive the Lord's Supper, and then leave and be on your way to whatever else you have going on on Christmas Eve. Hope you'll put that on your plan in your plans for Christmas Eve, from five until seven o'clock uh, that evening. Um, The Finance Committee has asked me to please remind you folks of the importance of our weekly giving. Um, One of the things that we do as Methodists is to support all of our beyond the local church activities through a system called apportionments. And that is a budget is agreed upon in various bigger conferences and apportion. Of, of that budget is passed to every church, uh, and since 1992, Memorial has always paid 100% of what we've been asked to do to support the work of our denomination. We may not make it this year. We may not make it this year because of the, the economy and the tightness that we are feeling. Otherwise, uh, unless we step up, and uh, just your routine giving to the church is is what helps us with that or if you wish you can make a special offering above and beyond um, your, your uh, usual uh, giving and and market for apportionments or budget, either one, and that will help us continue to be in ministry beyond Greer and all of the communities of this world. It's a remarkable thing to be a United Methodist and hear about a natural disaster someway, somewhere and know that one minute after the natural disaster We've got somebody there, and we've got money there. We don't have to make a special appeal. We are already prepared. We just have to ask you to add to what's already in the pot, to send it to Haiti and other places, and that's because of apportionments. We've got people around this world ready to respond whenever a disaster strikes. So let's uh, let's remember that as we give generously uh, to that. If you've got your prayer cards uh ready if you'll hold them up um, our ushers will pick them up and uh, bring them to me a couple of other announcements please visit greerchurch.com for pictures of last sunday's christmas musicals by our preschool and elementary school choirs a big thank you to all the children who presented the beautiful be- beautiful music last week and uh, got our christmas season off to a wonderful start Thank you for everyone who came to our Christmas party, Fit for a King, last Sunday night. Kids, remember our Sunday night programs will resume on Sunday, the 9th of January. Enjoy Christmas season with your families. (coughs) Did I get them all? Let us join our hearts together in prayer. Lord, we thank you for the word becoming flesh. We thank you for stepping out of the mystery and the clouds of heaven and eternity and coming here to earth that we might know what you're really like. Thank you for the willingness of Jesus to come and live here and for the sacrifices he was constantly making for us. And thank you, Lord, for the sacrifices you continue to make For indeed, every time we hear the good news that we are forgiven, that is your sacrifice of love to us, and we recognize that. Lord, these are our special prayers for this day. We pray for safe travel uh, for Nancy Kiefer. We pray for troops in harm's ways and their families and loved ones. We pray for Nancy Kiefer's um, chemo treatments for a daughter suffering depression, for Lori Moore who is in treatment for cancer, also healing for Mike Berg. We pray for safety for Tom Richforth and his team in Afghanistan. We pray for a sister-in-law. We pray for a fellow employee at work. Lord, these are our prayers that we pray in the name of Jesus Christ who has taught us to pray saying our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. This time we will participate in the lighting of the Advent wreath for the third Sunday in Advent. Oh, the Harrises are coming.
2: Nine through twelve. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her King.
3: Clean up on pulpit three. Just spilled some water. Oh, well. (sighs) Our scripture reading is from John chapter one, verses one through 14. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might, might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and through the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Here ends the lesson. A child came home from uh, elementary school, and ask his father, Dad, where did I come from? The father took a deep breath and swallowed hard and decided that the time had come to answer those in-depth questions that a child has about the facts of life. As he explained things to his son, ending on how he had been there to witness his son's birth at the hospital, the boy's eyes were getting wider and wider. And finally, he said to his father, you know, my teacher won't believe that. She says we came from Scotland. Be careful what you're asking. The Christmas story answers the question, or tries to answer the question, where did Jesus come from? Here we go. Um, Matthew answers that Jesus came from the kingly line of David. Uh, Matthew traces Jesus' heritage from Abraham through David to the present. Luke answers that Jesus was from the same source that we all come from. He traces it all the way back to Adam to say Jesus was like us for, for all of us. John, though, answers that Jesus really had no beginnings. He was God at the very beginning with God. John claims that Jesus was there with God and that he was God at the very beginning of all things. This understanding of who Jesus is gave uh, rise to the doctrine of the pre-existence of Jesus. That is, that he existed before coming to earth and to the doctrine of the Trinity Uh, that took about four centuries for the church to work out uh, as best it could. To say that Jesus existed before his birth is another way of saying that although Jesus was like us in our humanity, he is quite different from us because of his connections with divinity. As far as you and I know, we are created at conception in our mother's womb. And that we become body, soul, and spirit as as we are born. And that that is our beginning. But John tells us that Jesus existed in heaven before he came to earth. There never was a time when Jesus did not exist. Through Christ the universe was created. Christ the light bearer that enlightens all of our lives. The life giver that gives life to our otherwise meaningless existence. He is the Logos of God, the Word of God, the full expression of Almighty God. It's a good thing that whenever you hear a preacher refer to the Word of God, that you remember that this is the first and foremost title for Jesus, the Word of God. Jesus is God's Word to us and for us. The written word, that is the Bible, bears witness to Jesus. And only in that sense can it ever be referred to as the word of God. For Jesus is the word of God. Apparently, here we go. Um, Dr. R.C. Hofler of the Lutheran Seminary said that no English word can quite convey the full rich meaning of John's use of that word logos. To the Greeks, the word logos meant all logical and meaningful thought. It was that which gave order and shape to the process of thinking. It was the divine system to which every structure of the universe existed and was held together. To the people of the Jewish tradition, the word logos meant the means by which God created the world and was in communication with his people. It was the expression of his relationship to us and all of the created universe. For John, when he used the word logos, it meant even more. It was the means not only of God's creative power and communication with his people, but the means by which God gave himself to us. The whole of our Lord's being becomes the self-utterance and self-giving of God to us. S.D. Gordon explained it this way, Jesus is God spelling himself out in language that we can understand. I like that. When the ancient rabbis were asked, what existed before God spoke the universe into existence? And their answer was, what existed? Silence. God's silence. Silence was also a symbol to the Greeks of the mystery of the eternal God. Jesus was God breaking his silence, removing some of the mystery regarding his existence. And 110 A.D., Bishop Ignatius of Antioch was arrested and thrown into an arena with wild beasts for his execution. Silence fell over the crowd, and Ignatius stood and yelled to the people, Jesus Christ is the word of God which has come forth out of the silence of God. In Jesus' birth, God was breaking the silence, revealing himself Coming out of his hiddenness, in Christ, God had expressed himself fully, as we can comprehend. And that's how John means for us to understand his use of that term, the word. Then John tells us that the word became flesh and dwelled among us. The classical doctrine that expresses this idea is known as the doctrine of the Incarnation, the in of God. I guess you realize that if every American in the United States bought a pink automobile, then we would be a pink car nation. Maybe you didn't realize that. The Incarnation tells us that Jesus is none other than God in human flesh. An idea expressed also in the doctrine of the virgin birth. The Christmas story tells us that God so loved the world that he was not content to be with us from afar. He needed to be close at hand. He wanted to move in with us, just like your mother-in-law. No, that's not right. Back when Hallmark Company... Uh, Hallmark Card Company was telling everyone on on their uh, advertisements that their cards are to be used when you care enough to send the very best. One of my seminary professors, Ben Biedenbaugh, would tell us, excuse me, Mr. Hallmark, but God didn't care to send the very best to us. He cared enough to come in person in Jesus Christ. He came to share life with us, our joys and our sorrows, our pleasures and our pains, our lives and our deaths. He wanted to share his life with us also, his grace, his love, and his gift of eternity to us. In his book, If God is in Charge, Stephen Brown writes, I believe that God entered time and space to make a nonverbal statement. He didn't come to keep us from suffering, He came to suffer as we must suffer. He didn't didn't come to keep us from being afraid. He came to be afraid as we are afraid. He didn't come just to keep us from dying. He came to die as we must die. He didn't come to keep us from being tempted. He came to be tempted in the same ways that you and I are. Persia was once ruled by a very wise and much beloved shah who greatly cared for his people and desired only that which was best for all of them. One day he disguised himself as a poor man and went to visit the public bath. The water for the baths was heated by a furnace way down in a cellar, and so the shah made his way to that dark place to sit by the man whose job it was to maintain the fire. The two men shared a very simple meal and the Shah befriended this very lonely, isolated man. Day after day the ruler returned in his disguise to visit his friend in the cellar. The worker became very attached to this stranger because he cared enough to come down to where he was. One day the Shah revealed his true identity to that man. And he expected the man to ask him for a gift of some kind. Instead, the poor man looked very long into the ruler's face. And with love and wonder in his voice, he said, You left your palace and your glory to sit with me in this dark place, to eat my poor food and to care about what happens to me. On others, you may bestow your rich gifts. But to me, you have given yourself. This is what God has done for us in Christ. He has given himself to us. More than anything else, God wanted us to know from direct experience that he loved us with caring, parental love. Until you experience God's love, it's only a theory or a nice idea. The only way we can experience it is for us to discover God's love living in some other human being who brings it to us. So God started that process by becoming human flesh so that he could come and embrace humanity and share it with us. Incarnational theology is a term that describes the truth that we are called on to become incarnate into other people's lives as Jesus was placed into our lives. We are intended to go where people are and experience life with them that they might know the love in our hearts that is God's love. I heard about a trucker who travels up and down the interstate. He converted his tractor-trailer into a chapel so that he can drive into a truck stop, and conduct a worship service wherever he stops. I've written to you about my great-great-uncle D.J. Fant, who was an engineer of an old train, who uh, took the cowcatcher off the front of his train and instead put a Bible up there um, that that was his cowcatcher word, I guess. Uh, Wherever his run would end on that day, usually down in Georgia, he would stop and conduct a worship service, and people came from all over to hear Uncle D.J. preach. Those are incarnations of God's love into people's lives. We also are called on to be incarnations. God has declared his love to all people. Therefore, we are to love them also. Anyone beloved of God needs to be loved by us. A boy scout knew that it was his duty to do a good deed every day, and so he helped a nun cross a busy highway The nun dressed in her traditional black attire thanked the young man who responded to her that it was not necessary to thank him because it was his duty. And besides, any friend of Zorro's was a friend of his. Well, any friend of Jesus's ought to be a friend of ours. And Jesus came to make us all his friends. Jesus came to his own and his own Fail to receive him. Someone has said that's the saddest verse in all the Bible. Jesus was in such ordinary flesh that his divine nature was not recognized by many people. He still comes to us today in many ways and we fail to recognize him. Whenever we fail to see him and the least of these his brethren and when we reject them we fail to see Jesus and we fail to by rejecting Christ. When we fail to see our need for Christ, when we think that we're not bad enough to need a, need a Savior, like those bad sinners over there, we're also rejecting Him, and we don't know ourselves very well. We were, some of us were cutting up earlier, and one of our folks here said that he backslides, and I wanted to say, you know, that's our normal condition. We all... Are born in reverse and so we backslide real easy. We need a Savior. I hope you're aware that we need a Savior because only those who are aware that they need a Savior are given salvation. And when we are closed to new ideas and to change, we might be rejecting Jesus. Jesus comes to his own and his own are not always ready to receive him and welcome him, but to those who receive him, who recognize their need for a savior and receive him as such, to these he gives the power to become God's children, new creatures with a new pedigree, no longer limited by the skeletons in our closets from our old pedigree. We have a new heritage now as God's children, We have a new inheritance with new possibilities, new life in Christ, all because the word which spoke the world into existence has become flesh and dwelled among us. Amen. I invite you now to stand as we affirm our faith together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, Please be seated and we will now worship God by giving.
4: But you
0: Stand and sing together.
3: A song that Andy wrote. On
1: a cold star night in Bethlehem A new baby held in her hands And oh, late in the hay, stars shining bright like a break of day. And oh, we know how the story goes. Did you ever stop to think, wonder what was on their minds as it all sank in and they began to cry? the tears fell down as praise, and the tears fell down as praise, Joseph kept watch with a careful eye, Mary sang a sweet lullaby, and the tears fell down as praise. shepherds with their flocks lying on the ground angels burst forth with a heavenly sound and oh, we know how the story goes they made their way to the nearby town at the foot of the manger they fell to the ground and We know how the story goes Did you ever stop to think wonder what was on their minds as it all sank in and they began to cry and the tears And the tears fell down as praise. shepherd's worship with hands held high. The sleeping baby opened his eyes. And the tears fell down as praise. God what sent down a son in the form of a man. This was all part of the master's plan. And oh, we know how the story goes. He grew up strong in the blink of an eye. From the day of his birth, he was destined to die. And oh, we know. How the story goes. Did you ever stop to think i wonder what was on his mind as his son was born and God began to cry? Yeah, yeah. And the tears fell. Tears fell down as praise For his children below he sent his son to die But on this night God watched from on high And the tears tears fell down as praise As the sleeping baby began to cry could he hear the echoes of crucified? crucified? And the tears fell down as rain. And the tears fell down as rain. And the tears fell down as rain. And the tears fell down. As
3: Now, may you go forth with the Word of God incarnate in your life and in your heart, that you might be a bearer of Christ, an incarnation of Christ in the lives of others. Amen. Have a great week.